I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just to lift your spirit, make you want to revisit. Tell your friends, take a listen. Young folks say it's lit. Old folks say we dig it. Can't no bitch do what you do. Can't no bitch do what you do. Can't no bitch do what I do. Can't no bitch do what you do. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Laugh and Learn with Flame Monroe, Nick Smith, and Lauren Hogan. I am Lauren Hogan. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be that kind of day today, huh? It's going to be. And I am completely free. 
I haven't had anything. This is just the real, the real me. Everything on me is completely <laughs> real. <laughs> it's a wonderful Monday. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Everything looks good. Smell good. Don't I smell good, Lauren? What I feel like. You do, actually. You smell really good. You smell good. Uh-huh. Hello, everyone. Hello, Flamettes. Welcome to Laugh and Learn. Hi, Lauren. How was your week? My week was good. Very busy. But, you know, busy is good. How was yours? Uh, I'm here. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting week in the news. We got a lot going on. Is our partner here, Nick Smith? I think so. And I think we also have an announcement for everybody as oh, well, too, we right? Do. We do. So we had a meeting Friday with iHeart and the Black Effect Network. And so they feel like it will be more conducive for us to drop the video component on Friday night now as opposed to Wednesday night. So from now on, we will be dropping live at Friday at midnight. But the audio will still be on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your podcast at on Wednesday night midnight so listen to it and then get the chance to see what i look like on friday you got the whole weekend to lust after after lauren <laughs> no, be after remember you. i told y'all i was lauren <laughs> good morning good afternoon good evening nick good afternoon i heard the announcement and that is good news for all of our viewers who have been wanting to see the show and uh did you tell them the reason behind that flame because you talked about the move but did you tell them why that's actually uh, well you already talked about that <laughs> It's a benefit. No, okay. so it's a benefit to that. us. We gonna all make more money. So should I say it like that? Should I tell them that part? Shit. <laughs> I think we we just had some we had some breaking news that happened a few minutes ago over the wire while I was doing my day job, and that is the number of people enrolling in the expansion of Obamacare. It looks like uh, there are several people, particularly from red states, that are just jumping on board. Uh, this was not expected. This was not part of the uh, Biden administration's uh, whole focus as much as just making it available to everyone. But it looks like um, what has happened here within the last two to three weeks, uh, they've seen an explosion in the number of enrollments for Obamacare, um, expanding the Affordable Care Act to hundreds of thousands of people, specifically in Wyoming. We find this interesting because Wyoming is a red state, but it looks like so much activity has happened on the Affordable Care Act in the last few weeks uh, that those governors, governors of two red states, I'm trying to find that second red state, are talking about expanding uh, Medicare and Medicaid as a result. Things that they didn't want to do originally under Obama, but it looks like the citizenry are really excited about having access to affordable health care. Okay, I would listen, listen, Republicans, y'all taking a little long to get on board, but y'all come on and get on board. I bet you plenty of them got them stimulus checks next week. I wonder if they send their stimulus check back. I'm asking for a friend. Shit. So I need some clarification. So Nick, you're saying that are more people enrolling or just the governor's expanding it? Or is it both? That enrollment is forcing governments to look at other ways to expand because mm. what happens is when they expand that Affordable Care Act, they're able to get compensated in other areas. And it looks like people are just really excited about the program and to get on board. And this is not something, uh, you know, they haven't always been on board with the idea of the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, whatever terminology you want to give it. And it looks like the people are excited about what it offers and affords them, particularly those who still have children who may be in, within the age group who still live at home who still fall within that age uh, parameter for them to ensure. Well, let me say this. Those are the dumb ones. You just broke it down and explained the Affordable Care Act 
from Obamacare, because, you know, a lot of them that voted for Trump back in 2016 thought that the Affordable Care Act was Donald Trump's act. They didn't know that that was the Obamacare because, you know, some of us don't read, don't write, you know, reading is fundamental. They don't do none of that. But now they see that it was beneficial to them. So good for them for finding their way. Uh, mm, they, they're trying to get those vaccines, too. So but I only want to open that can of worms. I'm sorry. I take that back. Can I retract that statement? <laughs> sure. I take Go that ahead. back. I don't even want to Go mention ahead. that. I don't even want to talk about the vaccine at all. <laughs> in, in fact, I'll close on this. I'll just let you know that it looks like uh, there are 200,000 new enrollments, um, uh, particularly uh, for this for Obamacare. And that's not something that they were expecting at all. So that's how popular it is. Dum-dums. Yep. Dum-dums. Yeah. Yeah, dum-dums. Dum-dums. Look, 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 y'all, I'm ready for travel. Y'all see my shield? Flame, would you really wear that the entire Hell flight? Yeah. That's the question. Didn't you do that already? Uh, yeah, of course I did. Yeah. Baby, I'm not playing with y'all. I'm doing my part because I don't want y'all part because y'all see what's happening in Miami. I know that ain't the next topic, but I'm ready to go to Miami. And I'm not even going to Miami for the super spreader event that I think that is happening because we're truly not out of the woods. I'm going to Miami because they talking about the police down there are being very brutal to the black students, to those black people down there. They're being racist and beating them over the head with billy clubs and being extra aggressive towards the black uh, kids that's down there partying for spring break. The blacks, not nobody else. Well, I did see that report too. Um, it's, it's. I've seen some video, and you know, some of it is conflicting stories. One, I'll just say this whole curfew that's been put in place in Miami is so unrealistic because I remember they had tried to do the same thing when I was down there. Nobody's gonna follow it, but you know, state of emergency. Okay, it looks good optically, but um, yeah, I did see some reports around, you know, police are being very brutal to, you know, students of color down there, which I think is absolutely unacceptable. Um, but I've heard conflicting stories from kids that are down there because uh, one young lady came on the news and was just saying, you know, some of these kids are actually inciting some of these attacks and we have to be accountable and different things. So um, I'll just say this. Please be safe. Miami is very wild during this time. We're still in a pandemic and nobody's wearing a mask. So just please be safe if you are in Miami. More than 1,000 arrests as Miami Beach pushes spring break curfew into April. Uh, police condemned for use of pepper balls. Flame, this may be directly tied to what you were talking about. Pepper balls to break up crowds. Uh, spring mm. break curfew has been ignored. It's at 8 p.m. So I guess Eight. they issue That's a warning call That's when people start getting dressed. Eight. I said every, nobody's following that. <laughs> and Shoot. So they, it's at 8 p.m. Hey, 8 o'clock off the streets. People aren't moving fast enough. That's when uh, they're making steps to disperse crowds. And Miami Beach officials have extended a curfew and state of emergency into the month of April. Yeah, and I think that's also, too, giving them a way or justification for it because they know nobody's going to follow an 8 p.m. curfew. So it's also almost giving the police officers, you know, the carte blanche to say, okay, I can go after you and harass you because you're out here past 8 o'clock. Because they know nobody's going to follow that. It's spring break. Who's staying in their room at 8 o'clock? That's It's just absolutely ridiculous. I will say, though, did you guys see that video of that one kid that got arrested and sprinted out of the back of the police car and tried to run down the, the beach? Hilarious. I didn't see that. But I, here's my thing. 1,000 arrests. If you didn't catch the coronavirus at the party, you're going to damn sure catch it in jail. Because they're not going to let you wear no mask while you're arrested. You ain't, people ain't even thinking about that. I'm telling you, it is very scary and yeah. ridiculous. Flame, you, keep you, keep, you keep talking about that, but I really think most people are past the coronavirus. 
I really do. Like that that's not on anyone's mind in Miami. Uh, you agree? No, it's not on anybody's mind. They having a good time because people yeah. want to be free. We've been trapped up like yeah. animals. We want to be out. We want to be loose. But you also have to be responsible and cautious for you. For you. I And this is a great question for our Flame Mess that we can address later in the show because one of the things we want to encourage people to do is ask Flame. We want to talk about if you've got a question, ask Flame. Use those flames and throw it in there and Flame will address one of those questions at the end of the show. But one of the things that we saw also, Flame, uh, this week was how those in New York, and this is where Flame Mess can definitely sound off, looks like those in New York along the eastern seaboard, specifically the upper northeast, have had a harder time dealing with covid than those on the West Coast and in the Midwest and here in the South. Here in the South, you know, we never really took the mask mandate seriously. There was never a complete lockdown. Restaurants stayed open. That's the South. Atlanta, Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee. California still had weather on its side so people could still mix and mingle. The article that I read talked specifically about New York and how New Yorkers didn't have the luxury of mixing, maybe going to the beach, walking outside, uh, being in warmer weather, and then they got hit with a brutal storm. So it's just been really hard on them psychologically. It's been really hard on them psychologically, and it's been really hard on them uh, spiritually because they just haven't had the same amount of contact. Well, they're stuck in the house. Shit, it's New York. You know how what New York is like in the wintertime, and then they had blizzards and brutal beating us. They was up in the damn house. They were just in the house longer than we were on the West Coast because our weather is better, and we do have the beaches. They have beaches in New, in New York, but you're not going to go when it's freezing so yeah. that's why they stuck in the house they, i'm telling you people just tired but I, please let's get off coronavirus i'm sick of the coronavirus i'm sick of, i'm <laughs> sick of the coronavirus i'm sick of everything that's entailed with it i'm tired of talking about it you know what i want to talk about that hurts me to my soul but i don't know the answer to the question could you believe that i don't know the answer to something hmm. the children at the borders yeah Oh, I thought you said that was too depressing to talk I didn't say about. that. I said I didn't want to talk about Cuomo ass no more. Three weeks in a row. Baby, Cuomo <laughs> going to do what he going to do. Oh. I want to talk about the kids at the border because, I, you know, it, it is. And somebody said I was on Coffee Time this morning. And somebody said that they would like to have the, 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 the Joe Biden stop the press from going to, to there. Do you really want to see those conditions? Do you, you know, some things you hear about and you hearing it is one thing, but physically seeing it with your own eyes leaves such a stain in your DNA and an impression in your mind. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see those deplorable conditions. I hear enough. It's like with mm -hmm. Breonna Taylor. We knew the horrific way she died, but we didn't see it. But when we saw George Floyd's death in our eyes in real time, over and over and over, you relive that. That puts some people into depression. I don't think I want to see that. I think I want them to fix it, but I don't want to see it. Um, I'm the opposite. I think that it's good that we're bringing Ooh, cameras to, to it. it because I think <laughs> it's different when you hear something. You'll say like, oh, that's sad, blah, 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 blah. But when you see something in real time and really understand the depth of what's taking place, I think it adds that extra, you know, pull to your heartstrings. It says this is something that needs to be addressed. You know, that's why, you know, before, you know, Biden came into this administration, you had people um, like Betsy DeVos that was saying things like, oh, you know, it's like a retreatment center and it's not that bad. And, you know, they're they have blankets and she kind of made it seem like it was a summer camp that these kids were going to. It wasn't until cameras went in and said, no, this is actually what's happening. Then everybody was outraged. That's the, same, were, that's the same slow bitch that was in charge of, of education. Yeah. Right, yeah. Huh. Huh. I think as a as having 
worked as a journalist most of my uh, professional career. I think I agree with you on that, Lauren. I think that sunlight really is the best disinfectant, right? It is definitely uncomfortable. I think uh, we have a history of showing images that are uncomfortable, but it also sparks discussion. I can argue that seeing hoses turned on people and dogs let loose, you know, in Selma, uh, leading to the civil rights movement or really the, the action behind it is what really sparked it. It is possible that people seeing these images flame will force Congress to finally act on a comprehensive plan for immigration because the problem I feel like is multifactorial, right? So it's not only uh, that we have a border at the U.S.-Mexico, uh, a crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border, but we also have a situation where now, unlike before, we've got these unaccompanied kids coming. And I don't know what you do with that. If it's somebody as old as me, it's Nick walking across the border, send Nick back, let him get eaten by coyotes or whatever because I'm an adult. But I don't think that children should be subjected to that and I don't know what you do in that situation uh, if you give them harbor if you let them stay on the Mexico side uh, you, do you still treat people like tr people uh, I think that most people want a strong border but they're not clear on how they want that border enforced and so I think we just have a situation that really has uh, snowballed over the years well, I think this whole thing is hypocritical though because I just want to draw a parallel I find it interesting that we don't want people from Mexico coming into the United States some people feel that way I don't I think it's interesting that we don't want them coming here but at the same time when coronavirus happened everybody fled to Mexico that were from the U.S. So we were going to have to find yeah. some type of middle ground here because it's very hypocritical. I understand, like, you know, people are are coming to have a better life. You know, they're escaping, you mm -hmm. know, very detrimental and violent. And, you know, sometimes, you know, possibly, you know, being killed, like these different circumstances, they should have a right to come here. That's just how I feel. And I just think it's very hypocritical that in one vein, we're going to say, oh, no, you can't come here. But in the same second, when something disastrous happens in America, we want to flee to the same country that we're trying to prevent people from coming to. That's just absolutely, that's ridiculous. And I think for the point of clarification, too, most of these, um, and I want to be careful with our language, uh, with my language, but I think those who are seeking refuge here are coming from Central America. It's not even Mexico. So they're it's coming both. through Mexico. It's both. Uh, see, I have, okay, I hadn't, heard, I hadn't yeah. heard the Mexico part, but I've definitely heard, I'd heard Central America because they've been devastated over the last uh, year with the storms and the drought. So um, well, I'm saying Mexico, I think, you know. Let's to clarify, I'm saying it's both because I personally know people that have, that came from Mexico to be here. So that's why I'm saying it's both because I have people that I work with that were actually refuge, refugees from Mexico and that came to this country. Well, let so me give both. them a warning. Don't come here. Y'all don't come here because y'all think y'all got it bad over there. We had it bad for four years. Shit. <laughs> you might not want to come here. Woo! We had it bad. We had it bad, real bad this last year. I, 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 no answers to the questions. I, I hear what y'all saying about people, the cameras over there. Maybe it will make people. But do what? What are we going to do? Are our hands tied, Lauren? And, well, can, what can we do? Well, no, Biden can do something. And that's the other thing, too, is that I feel like with this whole Biden administration, people are forgetting as well that Biden inherited 
a screwed up situation at the border because of what Trump did, similar to when Obama, you know, came into office. He inherited a a screwed up economy. So I want us to be careful before we automatically go on the let's blame Biden train because I feel like we do that a lot. I'm not blaming Biden. I love Biden. I don't, and I'm not blaming him yet. I will say that because I think he needs to, he needs to, he needs to have an opportunity to try and fix this disaster. So that's why I'm saying I'm not blaming him yet. I want to see what he does. And if he doesn't do what I think is necessary to fix the situation, then y'all can go ahead and blame him. But I think that we need to see what he's going to do because he inherited a very a screwed up situation. He Let's really get did. our flame mask to uh, chime in, please. Nick, we're going to bring on the flame mask. We're going to come back to you because we want to hear some other people's opinions. We All need right. that. Hi, me so blessed. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to make it quick. So as far as the borders are concerned, this was happening before Biden, before Trump, before Obama. And I think the media is now bringing attention to it. And so emotionally, we get attached to the stories and to the little things that we hear. But it's been a problem at those borders. It's been a problem for a long time. Now, when you say a problem, me so blessed, is it a problem that we are stopping them or is it a problem that we are containing them? Because I'm like Lauren. I I, I know p- wonderful Mexican people that I and Latino people that I fucking love and adore. I used to date a Mexican man and woman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't air your business now. Don't air your business. There you go. <laughs> you know, I think I it's care. a problem that I think it's a problem that they're being um, they're being abused, they're being mistreated. Sex trafficking is happening. Crimes are happening towards them. There was a there was a border patrol officer who was a, a serial killer and killing women. That came out a couple of years God, ago. Jesus. So they're being exploited in a way that is not right. It's not right. And I think that's why we say, at least in my opinion, I'm glad that media is bringing attention to it because I feel like a lot of these stories end up right. getting buried. There was also the story that came up about um, some of these women that were in detention centers that were getting hysterectomies and didn't even know about it. So it's necessary, I think, for the media to cover it. I think it's necessary for the cameras to go down so we can understand and really have almost like a bird's eye view of what's going on because sometimes the full story is not being told accurately. So that's why I say I think it's important right. to have the camera in the media go down there and like you said lauren we can't put this on biden we can't i mean he's the man hasn't even been in office six whole months and everybody wants to put everything on him we have to give him a chance to get his administration in order and get things going on on his side of what he can do but also we don't pay attention enough to our local government to put everything on one person absolutely so uh, there's a lot of people across the board that need to be held accountable for this not just the president. Absolutely. Well, I agree. Girl, I, I'm telling Miss yeah. Miso Bless, thank you for coming in with that information because we, we appreciate it. We, I'm telling you, the flame has give it to us. Y'all know y'all give it to us. <laughs> thank you, Flame. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Mwah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. 
I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math and Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Hi. I'm sorry if you can't see me. We can see you. I was um, not feeling well. Well, you're feeling better now, Miss Jess. Can you sound off for us there? We want to know what you think. You, you, you hear the topic today. What's going on? What are your thoughts? Give it to us in three minutes. My mom is, is, is from Mexico. She came here at 18. Um, I don't appreciate people talking about coming here illegally because we have laws that say we could claim asylum, so people at the borders can claim asylum. I'm really sick of people saying they're coming here illegally when there are laws that that allow people to claim asylum. So, And the border is closed, and they're coming through regardless of who the president is, a Bush administration, Obama administration, Orange Crush administration, Biden's administration. (laughs) That's my Um, So I really don't, don't appreciate, and I'm not going to call the person out, um, talking about how we're coming illegally. There are people here that are overstaying their um, visas from the Philippines hmm. um, Jess, in California. You. And so, no. students who do it all the time. Students right, who exactly. do it all the time. So Absolutely. I don't like the blanketing of it. I do not like what's going on at the border. They are overwhelmed and under-resourced for so long, and now... With the American Rescue Plan, they should be able to address the the underfunding. The problem is getting them moved. So um, from what I heard and understand, President Biden is supposed to be going 
um, to the border sometime soon, within the next week, I think. And it is sad. I, and, but we do need it reported. And you're rightfully, we shouldn't have to um, see that if we don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to see do that. Need, I don't want to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm we, telling, but, I can't take it. But we do need eyes on the ground. We do need people to report on the conditions and to let us know. We do need watchers to make sure that they're coming through and doing right by the people that they have at the border. Ms. So Jess, even, thank you so much. Yes. And according to what Ms. Jess was just talking about, under current law, migrants can seek asylum even if they cross the border unlawfully. It takes years to adjudicate an asylum case, and many migrants never show up to court, but the law is anyone seeking asylum in the United States is allowed to enter and wait to have their case adjudicated. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, people get lost in the cracks. People do get lost in the cracks. Um, they don't show up for court for one reason or another. They're afraid of getting deported. I understand that. I understand they do have to do their part. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm not saying that um, they should be here illegally. I think that once they get here, they need to start getting their stuff in order. And I know it's expensive. I know that. But you still need to try to make moves to correct it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying they should be here and, oh, we let the, give them a pass. No, you need to do the steps. I know it's hard, and I know, but a lot of the lawyers will help you. You know. Thank you, Ms. Jess, for giving us your info and your feedback on your, from the Latino community. Thank you so community. much for having Mwah. me. I feel better. Feel Thank better. You. I don't Thank know you. how to do it. Bye. You did it last time. I actually didn't. They just <laughs> hit the X. Where? Ms. Jess. I don't know how to. Ms. Jess, just okay, hit the I'll X. Hit Thank you. Just hit the X. Okay. Because don't right. ask me because I'm a girl. Thank you. When I tell Bye. you I'm in a place and but something that I wanted to shift to um, that I saw this weekend was the NCAA. Um, what I saw was very unacceptable and absolutely outrageous. And just to give some context to this story, um, March Madness is going on as it normally happens every year. Things kind of shifted last year because of COVID. It didn't happen. So March Madness is officially back. So uh, this past weekend, um, both the men and the women went down into this NCAA bubble to have their tournaments. And one of the uh, women uh, players brought huge attention to the fact that there were huge um, disparities in terms of the treatment between the men and the women that were happening. So um, I actually want to say thank you to Miss Vanessa Bryant because she was the first person I saw had posted about this. Is that Kobe's attention. wife? Yes, it is. Okay. And... Um, just little things like the weight room. The NCAA provided the women literally a stack of weights and said, this is your workout facility. This is what you guys need to do for the weights. Now, mind you, if you look... And yoga, and, mats. and yoga mats. Thank you. And then when it came to the men, they had this beautifully laid out gym with everything from treadmills to lifting equipment to dumbbells to just state-of-the-art facility that was created for them and the ncaa tried to say oh it was an issue of space and one of the uh, women basketball players i don't know her name but she literally panned and said if space was an issue i don't understand why so anyway the ncaa tried to rectify the situation they provided the women with some more um you know ways to work out and things like that but it's just it was heartbreaking to see even everything from the food the men were being provided steak and macaroni mm. and cheese and all of these gourmet delicious meals and the the women were getting like peanut butter crackers and mashed potatoes and like unfrozen vegetables it was just highly unacceptable highly unacceptable shame on you, you. know what lauren and the takeaway the takeaway from that 
for that situation to me is how we forget there is still a fight for equality in so many areas, yeah. right? I think you, you sit back and I think more than people were upset, they were like, uh, are you kidding me? Really? Have we not learned anything over the few? You know, these women are athletes, period. They're athletes. And why would you not give them the same? So, yeah, this absolutely. is why I cover all the bases. Do you see that sign in the back? Do you see what that says? He, she, we. You can't discriminate against me because I'm on all sides of the fence, baby. <laughs> baby, I'm covering it all. So if the women ain't getting enough, I'm going to the men's room. I do it when I'm at the airport. You're going to catch me this Friday. If it's too crowded in the men's, I will go to the ladies. Ladies, you'll know if I'm in your bathroom because I'm going to leave the seat up. The player and me still don't put the seat down because I stand up and pee and publicly. Okay, come on. Where we at? Come on. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that in is, general. That is, that is horrible. Yeah. And Shame on them. Absolutely shame on them. You and but then if the women here's the fear if the women take a stance what kind of backlash will they get from the NCAA? You know what I mean? Well, they did take a stance, and that's the reason why the situation was rectified. Did, yeah. So I'm saying, I'm saying, but not yeah. just this backlash. Will I be removed from a team? Will I not be able to play? Will I be blacklisted or ostracized? You know, we live in a, a, a culture of counsel right now that. I don't like I don't like the way you looked at me. I'm offended, so I want to cancel everything. I'm or not if they with get that. blackballed. You know, I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Because yeah. there was a there was another player um actually on the men's side, and I know this wasn't technically in our notes, but his name was uh, Geo Baker. He basically came out to say that the NCAA owns his um image, his likeness. They own him. Mm. He basically said that and it's not fair that there's other individuals, you know, if you wanna use you know their image or likeness you get paid for that but when it comes to the ncaa they're absolutely like they own you you can't do anything you can't make money you don't have opportunities to do anything you can't help your family because they own you until you you know make it out in the nba god i ain't been owned so, and i ain't been owned since my 20s yeah. good god so the, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of issues going on in the ncaa but it's just the sexism that you know, is happening right now, I think is just, it's appalling. It the really is. Women problem, already aren't getting paid the same amount. The so. problem with sexism really being prevalent right now is that we focus on so many other uh, idiosyncrasies or so many other racisms with the, not with just race, but with sexuality. It's so many other stuff that we're focused on and we still have pushed back the thing of men and women. I was watching Lincoln this weekend. I have hmm. watched, I've seen Lincoln over and over and over again. And when they were in the House of Congress, they were making the decision whether they were going to pass in 1865, whether Lincoln was going to pass the free to slaves. He was like, well, if you're going to have black slaves, what's going to have? What are you black, black people vote? What's next? Women voting? And the men were appalled. This was 1865 when they thought of the fact of women actually voting. Now we got so many women in in politics, even a vice president. But how much of that has changed? How much of you hearing that a woman is in a position that it bothers you? Yeah, that's crazy to me. It's mm -hmm. like, it's as bad as I don't like you because your skin, your hue is dark or your skin is black. That's some dumb shit to me. I said it. That's why I'm going to adopt me some white kids and change their name from Jack and Jill and Bill to Jaquan, Keisha, and Laquan and put them in the hood, baby. They're going to be my baby. They're going to love all the black people. They're going to be, you my brother. What's up, brother? They're going to be judges and police officers and doctors. They're going to take good care of us. I just put the paper in. I ain't going to even have names for them. I got names for them. They're going to be 1,800, 2,400, 3,600. All special needs, of course. You get bigger money when they special needs. I see it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Somebody on here got some foster kids right now, and they getting it for the check. They ain't even, the kid ain't even got a name. The kid name is thirty six hundred a month. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's gonna be mad. You know I don't care. <laughs> you think you mad now? Come to Wilmington, Delaware, baby. I'm gonna be real bad. Ooh.
One of the things we were talking about just moving in that area over what is or may or may not be special needs. Uh, earlier this week, we had talked about a story that we had seen that kind of caught my eye because it's raising new concerns. Spirit Airlines kicked a family of four off of a flight because their four-year-old wouldn't put on his mask because he has mm -hmm. autism. Uh, this, according to the parents. Uh, but the airline does not recognize autism as a disability. Therefore, they're like, the whole family has to get off the flight. Uh, if you're not going to wear a mask, you cannot fly on this plane. Only those with a disability are allowed to not wear a mask. And we don't recognize autism as a disability. Well, it's and a lot of different variants. It's a lot of different versions of autism, though, right? Different there's a lot of, on the different yeah, spectrum. On levels. On yeah, because the yeah, there's like yes. functioning autism and then there's some, like some autistic kids who just don't say nothing or do no. So it's yeah, a lot of different levels. Yeah. So, ooh, that's, that, that was a tough one. Because if I had an autistic kid, I'm not going to let you kick me off a plane. I would have worked with my kid before we got on to make it like candy or something. They were, the, the parents, to me, the parents, should have had a mask to set their kid up to say, hey, this is we're going to be on this for however long this flight is going to be. I need you to work it, work it, work with this. So they needed to work with that person before then. And I think the airline is wrong for kicking them off. No, I, I mostly think they're wrong for flying on Spirit Airlines. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Baby, Spirit will break your spirit. They charge you for air. They, help. they charge you for ice. They charge you for the cup. They charge you to raise the window. Baby, I'm not flying on Spirit Air. Spirit will break your spirit. <laughs> Lane, there was a there was a there was supposedly I don't know if it was supposed to be parody or what but there was a marketing campaign by Spirit they were trying to see if they could make it even tighter where it was a way you could stand instead of I sit. saw that Nick. Uh, oh, I saw that, that yeah, I'm not ridiculous like it was a ride at Six Flags what's that ride called a Riddler's Revenge yeah. where you can stand up and sit down stop it stop it absolutely not you know that is <sighs> That that Lauren, what would you? You don't have a kid, but you, what if it was your nephew? You had an autistic friend, or would you have gotten off the plane, or would you have raised hell? I don't. I'm a little torn about this, y'all. I'm not even gonna lie. Cause I'm the ticket couldn't torn. have been no more than like thirteen ninety nine for real. It's spirit. Them they tickets twelve dollars. They they don't they don't get you on the ticket price. They get you on everything else. This this is oh god. I hope I don't offend anybody. <laughs> um, my feeling is this. I think it's always important to understand the climate that we're living in. And I think that's unfortunate to say, but I think that's just the facts of life at this point. Because we're in a pandemic, and if I had a child that was autistic, I would want my kid to wear a mask because I don't want him to be predisposed to coronavirus or any other type of flu that may be circulating. So I would want my kid to wear a mask. So I don't know. Was he, he was refusing to wear this mask, Nick, just so I'm clear? He was refusing to wear the mask. He would not put on the mask. And that's when... You know, flight attendants asked uh, them to. Mm, yeah. yeah, I'm a little conflicted because I don't want my my kid to be predisposed to Corona. So like you said, I think I would have had to have a conversation with him and said, hey, mm -hmm. we got to get on this flight. This is a matter of your safety. I need you to understand what's going on. I need you to wear this mask and whatever. And like I said, I don't have a child. I don't have a child that's autistic, let alone. So I don't want to offend anyone or say, you know, how dare you say this? This is just my opinion. I will want my kid to be protected. Yeah. And I understand at the same time the airline's position in terms of mm -hmm. they have to think about everybody. Because if somebody does catch COVID and let's say this autistic child was the only person without a mask on, then the airline becomes liable if somebody wants to sue. Oh, I, I, hear, so I hear that, I, Lauren. I don't find fault with the airline. I get exactly what you're saying. But as a parent, 
You couldn't with an autistic kid. You can't say the day of. Okay, we're going on a flight. Yeah, you, you would have have had to practice that with that kid before. If it took a week, if it took two weeks, because you're not going to get your money back probably, and you need to get to your destination. So you are going. It's your responsibility as a parent to teach your child and show your child what they need to do in order to be responsible for you all to travel as a family. I hate that they kicked them off. I don't know where they were going and whatever the case may be, but I kind of. Kind of see what the airline was saying. Yeah. It's on the parents' responsibility to say, "Hey, my, I'm we going on a flight, Lauren. Lauren, yeah. my Lauren, my slow kid, y'all. Lauren, we practice. Lauren, my best special baby. We going on a flight, baby, and I need you to wear this mask. And then I go let you. So we gonna wear this mask, and we are gonna go see Mister Happy or whatever you, whatever your kid is used to, yeah. or however you used to talking. You have to teach your kid. It's not the uh, airline's responsibility, and I do understand why they had them removed. I get yeah. that. Throw it out there to throw it out there to the flamettes. They seem to be sounding off, Lauren. They seem to have a lot to say. If somebody wants to sound off, throw those flames in the comments. Because this seems to be flame, like you were saying, it seems to be all over the place. Different people. Hi, Cassie. Hey, Cassie, can I just say, uh, you were always prepared. Uh, Cassie was like, bring me in. <laughs> I am always ready to come in and have this conversation. I, Love it. Look. Love it. <laughs> As a parent, that those parents should have worked with their child. Real talk. I have a niece who is autistic, and her mom is constantly, constantly working with her. And I agree with Flame. I wouldn't have been on spirit anyway. Sometimes <laughs> because they do... <laughs> <laughs> they do they charge you for bags they charge you for your seat they charge you for everything but as a parent it's my it's my responsibility to work with my kids and they knew when they were gonna fly because for maybe okay let me not say what they knew but for the most part you know when you're leaving and so you should take the time to prepare your child even if you have a baby like i, I it drives me nuts to fly on an airline and the baby's crying you better give that baby some benadryl so we can get through this flight no, you better get you some Bose headphones with the noise control so you don't hear shit going on. I don't even want to hear the conductor. That doesn't work. That doesn't work sometimes. The last flight I was on, there was a kid in the back of me, and I had to keep looking back because they was kicking my chair. It took all of Jesus for me not to, yeah, lose it. But it's up to the parent. It really is. It's up to the parent. Cassie, let me ask you a question about this a situation. So... Now, when you just said about the parents should work with the kid, you know what that goes back to when Tisha Campbell was our special guest on the show and she talked about mm -hmm. how much she worked and took time with her kid. That's all I'm mm -hmm. saying. If you know you're going to fly and you know your kid can be a little challenging, not only for you, but especially out in the public, you're right. You work with the kid however long it takes. Now, they might, like you said, they might have bought those tickets that day because, you know, you could buy a ticket for Spirit Airlines. I can go all the way to Europe right now for $3. You could. You just gonna pay. You know what? You well, you are, but you could. You gonna pay on the back end with the air and everything else. That, so it'll come out to a thousand dollars because they charge you for. They charge you to carry your own purse on the plane. They really do. <laughs> Y'all think it's a joke? They no, charge they you do. to carry your purse. They charge you for everything. But I, 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 I understand the airlines. Because uh, just like Lauren said, if someone has been exposed to COVID and maybe the kid might have carried mm -hmm. it on. Because I just had a friend text me that their kid. Uh, tested positive for COVID. They went back to school and now COVID. So we got to yeah. take, um, we got to take precautions because we're still not out of the woods yet. So, and that's why I say you have to yeah. understand the climate that we're living in, you know, mm -hmm. things, circumstances change all the time, but I just, I can't say that they were necessarily wrong. And like I said, I don't have a kid who's autistic. I, 
I'm just saying. I'm I'm sorry. Or a kid. Period. Have a child. They got they have difficult children that are not autistic. I'm not wearing a mask. I've seen it. I don't want to put the mask oh, on my. It so it, it's not even necessarily autistic. Yeah. But who's in control with autism? I understand that because the kid can be a little. But with a regular badass kid, I would snatch him up on that plane. Like if you don't sit your little ass down, I'm gonna I'm gonna open this window when we get up in the air and push you out. <laughs> Cass, thank you. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, Cassie. Right. Yeah. So, thank you, Cassie. Thank you. Thank you, Cassie. That's our Northwest connection. Yes. Push your ex, Cassie, because we don't know how yeah, to close out. Yeah, push the ex, Cassie. We don't know how to. I do want to bring one more person in here because I see her sounding off in the comments. Uh, Miss Bobby Clifford. Hi, I Bobby. See you. We are coming towards you. I just gotta find. I'm, I'm Bobby's ten dollar hoe. <laughs> Stop it. I Bobby sent me ten dollars every day. I'm Bobby's ten dollar hoe. Where is Miss Bobby Clifford? I'm coming for you, Miss Bobby. Can you put some flames oh in the comments God. so I can find you faster? Oh my goodness. Where is Miss Bobby Clifford? <laughs> Nicholas, have you ever flown Spirit? I have. Oh, yeah. you have? Yeah. But it was it. Yeah, it was one of those short, like, Boston, Philly type deal where you're in the air for, like, 45 minutes. I've flown you know? Spirit before, so too, but I flew, I flew Spirit first class. Mind you, Spirit's first class is, like, American's third class. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> it's just a regular size seat because the, the regular seats on Spirit are t inch. I got way too much ass for that. I don't know why and I think that up. that was my biggest issue. It's honestly, Flame, for those who have not flown, it's almost yeah. like sitting on a folding chair. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. It's uh, like, the, yeah, those card table chairs and, and all that. So, yeah. Oh, definitely. shit. She and sometimes they don't let back. Sometimes yeah. they don't even lean back. Like Fat Joe say, lean back. Lean back. They don't lean back. They don't do the Fat Joe. Hmm. Well, since we were talking about air, airlines, if uh, not Bobby Clifford, want to go ahead, Lauren, and move on to our next one because some places like Israel and others are starting to require that people have uh, proof before they can fly and do things. Uh, so with the mandatory vaccination, uh, they're requiring that uh, people to move around and attend certain events, be able to flash that, hey, I've been vaccinated and no scanned vaccine. and all that. Oh, God. Hi, hey, Bobby, Bobby Clifford. Clifford. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so how are you? Good, how are you? So I see, I see you sounding off in the comments and you have a different perspective. So please tell us what your I thoughts do. are around this. I want to hear you. I do. This is a tough one. I have a special needs sister um, who, thank God, she has autistic tendencies, but not, not uh, full autism. Some of these kids, I don't want to say controllable. They, they're not controllable. You know, you, you can have practiced forever. Mm -hmm. You get on that plane and they could be stuck somewhere trying to go home. And now all of a sudden they have a, a touch problem. So they don't like things touching them. They don't like the parents touching them, skin touching them. They don't want their clothes touching them. And anything could have happened. He could have gone to put it on and, you know, it's not going to happen. I realize we have to be safe, but then I also put back on to the airlines. We're supposed to be socially distancing on the airlines, right? Every other seat or whatever it is. Why couldn't, if the child was put in an area, maybe switch the child's seat where he's not near anybody else. You know, that sturdest area where there's a little bit more room, stick him in the corner with the mom or the dad. Why couldn't they have done something like that? Because he was still on the plane that is closed in and he could still expose other people to a coronavirus. It is an enclosed capacity. Okay. So 
if the parents knew that, or, or that maybe they, like you said, maybe that he had a, an, an episode. You don't always. You don't know. always know when the episode is going. They might have had to right. make some other precautions for travel because you have to be responsible for other people. And I know what you said about the planes being socially distanced. They haven't done that since. In, in about a month. Delta still does that. They're the only airline. Because everybody else is Delta. crammed in there like right. sardines in a can. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it should have been some other, um, I don't know, something else offered to the family. I haven't heard of, of the case, so now I'm going to have to go and do my homework. Bobby, you and, don't think that they should have been removed from the flight? I don't know. I, I, it, I See, I'm coming from the other end. It would tear my heart out. If you put me on the flight with my sister... I mean, my fat ass would have taken you down. I probably would have sat on your couch. No way I was going to. Not happening. Not happening. You know, because they're so discriminated. On. This this population is treated so poorly to begin. It's like the kick the dog. Even with something like um, funds that come through the government, right? Where my sister's monies are always the first ones cut. The programs are always cut. Now I'm going to see Mickey Mouse or something with my child. It probably took me forever to try to get this this together. And now I get on the plane and you're going to take me off. Yeah, you would have taken me off in a straitjacket. Bobby Clifford, I want to I want just want to I want to throw something else out there at you because we talked about earlier uh, and I know that you are a medical professional. So if you can speak in general terms for me there around the Affordable Care Act expansion and how this has become popular, can you give us some insight into why you think that may be? Why are more people signing up? What's the deal? Well, there's more money. So I'm not a, I'm not a healthcare professional. I'm an administrator. So I am a project manager for Mass General Brigham Hospital. I work on the revenue side, so the money. So we're the people that try to keep the doors open. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love the Affordable Care Act, right? You know, we got 23 million people that have insurance. Now, under Joe Biden, he's he's trying to expand on it so we get more people. Um, some of these people that have lost their jobs, you know, instead of putting them on a straight Medicaid, he's trying to offer plans that we can now come in through the Connecticut Care, right? And we get more people um, hooked up that way, which is great. It's great financially. People think we're spending more money. But in the end, when these people don't come through our emergency room doors, we're saving a fortune, um, you know, by pro providing them with preventative and proactive care instead of reactive care. I don't know. that. Thank you for, for that. No. No, that totally, that totally works. It, it totally makes sense to me. And it wasn't meant to like throw you and put you on the spot. But I, I just believe maybe working in that arena, you had more insight as to why all, you know, now people are finding it an attractive option, you know, as opposed to being uninsured. Can I be frank, Bobby Clifford, and ask you this sure. and think, because this is what I think. I think that some people that were may have been under the influence of Trump. And I'm saying this because I've seen a lot of interviews of previous QAnon um, members that are kind of seen the light and had this epiphany all of a sudden. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that some of these people that were under the auspices of Trump and thinking whatever he said was the gospel and everything, they might have done some research and they might be some of those non, you know, college educated folks that were his supporters. Right. They realize that Obamacare is something that they actually need and that they would have lost once upon a time. And that's why they're now starting to re-enroll because they've had an epiphany and have done some thinking for themselves instead of believing what we all say Orange Crush was providing to them. Right. Yeah, no, and that, and that very well could be the case. Or it could be the people that had it through their employer, no longer employed, you know, aren't getting their insurance through their employer. 
you know, and they've come the other way. I mean, the Affordable Care, Care Act is great. I Do you ever see the, the Jimmy Kimmel um, bit that he did when he went out on the street and he asked people if they would have signed up or what did they thought about the Affordable yeah. Care Act? Yeah. And what they, wasn't that terrific? And what they that thought was. about Obamacare? Hated Obamacare. Was hated Obamacare. He was talking about West Virginia and Kentucky. Because uh-huh. <laughs> that's when they came and, and out of Woodworks like- in 2016 to vote for Donald Trump. All those people who had oxygen tanks and were on di- were diabetic and all that, they didn't know, know that they, oh, Obamacare, they didn't realize that they were getting all their medical procedures every month from the Affordable Care Act, exactly. which was actually Obamacare. Reading, like I said in the beginning, is fundamental. If you read, you'll know some shit. Knowledge is power. Y'all dumbasses didn't know what y'all was doing. He cut off y'all oxygen tank. All y'all walking around here. That's why COVID was around here because y'all didn't Dropped, that, dropped the damn oxygen tank, ran up all the oxygen and shit. <laughs> oh, I'm not laughing at y'all, something. but I'm laughing at y'all shit. <laughs> well, I mean, you look, you look at it like, um, you know, we could have got it, could have had it stripped out, right? That's what Trump wanted. He right. Wanted exactly. Stripped out. Even there, the Republicans in the end, you know, um, John McCain, you know, it's, <sighs> you didn't get rid of him because it helped a lot of people. And, and what were you going to do with those people? Yeah. You know, healthcare is a fortune. It's really, it's, it's the highest GDP, you know, single item that we have. It's crazy. So, Bobby, you know, let me ask you a question. Since you on that end, you on the sure. financial end, should, do you think that the United States should do like Canada and like the UK and we Holland. pay all the taxes and we get free healthcare for everybody? No, no, Why? it's horrible. It's horrible health care. Even those places, because, you know, we'd all be we'd all sign up for an appointment and the five of us would all go at the same time, sit there, wait forever. You don't necessarily get the best docs. It cost a fortune to be a, f- a physician. I have a friend that's a psychiatrist and she got married at the age of 48 and her husband's gift to her at 48. Just keep that in mind. 48 was to pay off the rest of her student loans. Hmm. It's a fortune to become a clinician. And so under these, uh, under one, uh, their, their payments, they, there'd be no incentive to, for us to have docs. What, what would you go into it for when you come out with 350,000 worth of student loans and you're gonna make 150,000? Mm-hmm. Bobby, I'm so glad you said that. There are so many people, there are so many people who think that doctors are all wealthy. And I'm like, you have no idea. I have so many friends who are doctors who are struggling because the, the student loan debt is ridiculous. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. Now, now the people who make, and they should make a lot of money are the surgeons, right? So people, orthopedic surgeons, cardiac surgeon, you know, thoracic surgeon, because they're, you know, it's the it's stress level. I mean, I can't yeah. even imagine what the burnout, if anybody actually ever looked at the burnout, but Overall, you know, no, it's for, for what they have to put in. They're on call all the time. I wouldn't want to be a clinician. No way. Well, yeah, this so is why maybe tuition you. should be free. <laughs> and people can that, get So that was my next. Yeah, go ahead. If we paid for it. If we did some sort of different package, right? So for these kids that are really super like science or mathematically inclined, sounds like your son um, flame, mm. you know, maybe we, we give them a full boat. If, if helping people like that's their interest. And um, we still would have to figure another way. That's just one. People also like choice. You know, yeah. I don't want to go to this. Yeah. I want to. So you boss it around. My family's um, from Ireland, right? So they have they have universal health care there. But you're going to see Dr. O'Brien. Well, I want to see Dr. Smith. No, you're going to see Dr. O'Brien. You know, he does all of the. I want to choose where I'm going to go. I want to, you know, if I if even if it's a tiered plan, I want to choose the best. And if I'm willing to pay for it, that's what I want to do. 
And even those in, in the UK, Bobby Clifford, who were required to take AstraZeneca. They, they're like, wait a minute, I'd like to do Johnson & Johnson or Moderna. Nope, you will do AstraZeneca because this is nationalized health. Thank you very mm. much. Get in line. Well, Get see, I didn't know that. That's why I asked. Yeah. I'm, thank you for educating me on that, Bob, because we always hear that Canada and the UK have the best health care because they have free health care. I never even thought about it coming in from that aspect. So, yeah, see, we have fun. we're laughing and learning. I mean, <laughs> Did you know that, Lori? Exactly. We're not the most mm. efficient. I mean, I will say we don't do a great job with it. We spend a lot of money in the United States. Other countries do it better than us. We need to learn from them, you know, how we can do it a, a little bit um, less expensive. You know, people don't need to go into the hospital and have 45 MRIs. You know, right, one right. might be okay. Um, so we have to, we have to get it, we have to have to get the cost down. But that said, I like, um, you know, I like choice. I want to, I want to choose what I want. I want to choose the plan that I want. Um, I agree. For me, that's this is all my opinion. Some people might think it's great. When I hear the universal, the Medicare plan for all, my, my, like I break out in a cold sweat. I don't know how we'd afford it. I don't know how we'd pay for it. You know, um, yeah, I don't think I don't think that's the best way to go. That said, I think something Obama um, Obamacare. Um, expanded and perfected would be terrific. Thank well, thank you so much, thank Bobby. You, very yes. you know, you, you know your ten dollars. for bringing me on. Everybody. You know your ten dollar whore loves you over here. Thank you, Bobby. Lord Clifford. Jesus. <laughs> oh, honey, and I love you too. <laughs> Bobby, hit that X for us, please. Thank you, Bobby. And thank I'm you. going to. Thank you. And thank you, you for <laughs> and thank you for mentioning my son. Yes, y'all. I'm very proud. Of both. I have two. I got. Oh, I got three. Grudges. I'm proud of him too. I don't even know him. I saw the pictures. I was like. <laughs> I got three graduations in next in, in June, eighth yeah, grade, do. and two seniors. They ain't even no ceremony or nothing. It's it's just like everything. Else. Ain't no ceremony or nothing. We we might rent a They'll hall. They'll figure it out, though, Flame. They'll figure it out. Like here in yeah. town, um, I'm I'm just north of Boston. I'm like five miles from Boston. They put all sorts of like banners up in the center. They had them come in almost like to get the pictures to walk. Nobody was there. Everybody had an assigned time to do it. So, you know, they might tell you, you're going to come in at 10.02 and you show up and he gets to walk and get, you know, there's all sorts of different things that they're doing to try to make it special for him. It won't be the same, yes, but um, he's in the same boat with all his, all his peers, right? It'll be something to talk about in 20 years. Oh, yeah, years. well, I'm going well, to my, yeah. I'm going to my son's graduation as a guy. I'm going to my daughter's graduation as slime. Oh, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> I made up my mind about See getting graduation. See if anybody graduation. knows. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby, so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I know that we're running a little short on time, but I feel like we can't complete this episode without addressing all of the um, hate that's happening within the Asian community. So, Nick, I'm going to turn it Coy over to you. Joe and to all my Asian people I love, I, I love you guys. I, I do know some very nice uh, Asian people, starting with Joe Coy, who was one of our guests on the show before, who's a comedian. I don't... I don't I, I've seen so many horrible stories, but can I just say hats off to the little old Asian lady that was like 90 years old and the guy tried to fight her and she whooped his ass. Let me tell y'all something. Stop eating shrimp fried rice and eat more white rice because that old lady was not having it, baby. <laughs> that old lady fought back. Sometimes you have to fight back. It don't matter what color you are, but that's terrible that they're doing this to the Asian community. Um, it's getting worse, too. Yeah, Nick, can we specifically uh, just give some insight to what happened in um, Atlanta, please, this uh, last week? Absolutely. Uh, we're specifically talking about the Atlanta spa attack spree, uh, where the question is whether or not uh, this was um, a, a hate crime. It was. Uh, because Thank his you. victims were definitely. 
Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying for for the point of clarification, it has not been it has not been termed as such there, just so that we uh, let our viewers know exactly what's going on. Um, but the the problem is. Uh, People are bothered. Uh, people are bothered by the events of the attack where it looks like within 24 hours, uh, the suspect was able to purchase a handgun legally, go to one spa uh, that he had frequented often for, uh, we believe now, his own sex addiction. Hmm. Um, and within less than 27 miles away, drive to yet another one. The argument is, the reason why so many believe it is indeed a hate crime, is that those whom he targeted were Asian women. Um, and in that 27-mile stretch, you could have stopped anywhere else you wanted to, but you went to yet another Asian-themed spa uh, that he had frequented uh, regularly to, uh, to attack those who... And wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, I just want to clarify. These were, you're saying these are locations that he frequented? Because I didn't hear that. Well, the, the way we exactly we've now learned more. What we now know is that he had been in treatment through his spiritual, um, through his church, talking about his uh, sexual addiction. Right, I, I did. I uh, read that, the, but I didn't hear that these were places he, that he frequented for with he, to fulfill yeah, said sex. He, he had been customer. Oh, I didn't know that. He, he had been a customer to, to both places. Okay. And um, he, uh, he said he had a sex addiction. And, he, and they determined that he had been to these places before, regularly, mm. th that he, he was a okay. he was Let, let me say this. Um, Fuck that nigga. And I said what I'm talking about the white man that killed those innocent people. Fuck that nigga. First of all, he purchased a gun on the same day that he did it. That is completely premeditated murder. His man, he purchased the gun for purpose of killing people, which is what he did. Nicholas, you tried to purchase a gun down there in Arkansas. How long ago? And they put, they didn't throw every roadblock they could up at you, but he went and got a yeah. gun the same yeah. exact day. Before we even get that, let's just address the fact that you can't register to vote and then vote the same day in Georgia, but you can get a handgun the same day? If, if you look like him, if your hue is this color. What? If your hue is this color. That's Georgia. what I'm saying. I'm saying Georgia, it. that's why I moved. Mm, if Listen. your hue is this color, you got a little more right. And I hate the fact that they try to say, oh, it's not a hate crime. What it else was it crime. but a hate crime? What else was it but a hate crime? This man was... So, I love to play the lottery. I, I, I Let me just publicly admit, I probably have a lottery addiction. So, I'm supposed to go blow up all the 7-Elevens so that I can't play the lottery no more because I'm finding fault with you because I don't have any self-control? He should be put in prison, or they should give him the death penalty. He killed he eight innocent people. He needs to be electrocuted. People. I don't even okay. know that. That's said, too easy. I said that's too said. easy, Lauren. They need to give him the gas. Not easy. Oh, the gas, honey. Then your eyes jump out. You spit up the yellow shit. Oh, oh, you poop on you. Oh, you look like Linda Blair in the exes. You just head spin around and shit. Give him the gas. Give him the gas. <laughs> I just, I think in general, yeah. what's happening in the Asian community is absolutely terrible. It However, is. I do have a huge issue with the media. I'm just going to bring that up. I do with how they're trying to cover some of these stories. And one, I think, yes, while we say stop, you know, AAPI, Asian and Pacific Islander hate, we also need to be saying stop white terrorism. Yeah. That's what needs to be in these headlines. And I feel like everybody wants to, you know, walk this fine line of, oh, we don't want to say that. That's the, the crux of a lot of the domestic terrorists that we're, domestic terrorism issue that we're facing in our country right now. It is. It's white terrorism. And we've had, you know, the FBI has come on and said that there's they've seen huge spikes because of Trump. Trump is also part of the reason why all of this hate is happening towards the China. Asian community. The virus is thank from you, China. Kung flu virus. The Kung flu, it's from and China. And all of these different things. And I think that the media needs to do a better job of calling a spade a spade and stop trying to walk this tightrope and not offend anybody. 
say what it is at the end of the day and nbc specifically stop trying to charge the black community to try and fix everything when it comes to white supremacy if that would have been a black man that killed all those asian women this story would be very different because if that had been a, a person of color even a brown person this story would be very different in the media, the way it was portrayed. Because they said the young boy, they, they actually called this 21-year-old man a young boy. I've seen on CNN they, when it first happened, and no one wanted to say that it was a hate crime. When it was clearly a hate crime from day one, you knew what it was. It's ridiculous, Nicholas. And I'm telling you, I... The, the the less the less aggressive that we are as black people and as people that see what it is and I've, I've seen a lot of podcasts and I've seen a lot of people say I'm not going to stand with the Asian community because they didn't march with us with Black Lives Matter can I be honest about the whole Black Lives Matter movement march when after George Floyd I saw more people that look like this that look like us out there marching for us and with us but I'll just bring this up too, though, I'm, because I said it. y'all can be mad. You know I don't care. But no, but that also is a part of the conversation. And I'm gonna say this: I'm not leaning one way or the other. I'm just putting out there what I've seen on social media and some of the temperament is that some people on our side, the black folks, have a bit of an issue with this because they feel like, to what you said, Flame, the Asian community didn't necessarily stand with us when it came to black Black Lives Matters, and as in, you know. Just to bring up a tragic example, specifically in L.A., you know, that Korean store owner years ago around the Rodney King riots shot that 15 year old girl in the head because he tried to he racially profiled her. So there's a lot of underlying subliminal issues going along with this, too, as well, in terms of why we can't come together. Um, I sent you guys a video that one of my uh, friend does every Friday, but I think in this space, a rainbow coalition definitely needs to happen. But can that's you the charge only way one we're going to do that. a whole group? So it's always one bad apple in a bunch. That's what that's the old adage. So we can't charge a whole group because of one or two or three or ten. But that's what I'm, I'm saying. It's 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 a it's a um, accumulation of things. It was I'm just giving that one example. Yeah. yeah. But like you talked about, people didn't feel like the Asian community necessarily yeah. supported the Black Lives Matter. It's a lot of underlying things, and I think it's just kind of reaching a boiling point to why people are kind of especially us we're kind of having the struggle in terms of how we should support and you know like i said latasha harlins thank you thank you mom latasha harlins hi miss marcia um like i said so latasha harlins she was 15 years old she was shot in the head by a korean store owner around the time of the rodney king riots because he racially profiled her and said she was trying to steal an orange juice from the store so like that's just one example but there's been a series of things that i feel like have kind of put us in this space of opposition where we should really be coming together at this point in time. But I feel like if we don't address those underlying, you know, issues that we may be feeling, we're not going to be able to take any steps forward. Oh, yeah. Prolific Queenie said, Flame, didn't you stop going to Asian nail shops? I really did. I did. But that wasn't because of any kind of hate. That was because of the coronavirus and the bottles were unlisted. Uh, let me tell you something. You see what this water, this bottle says? Arrowhead. I need to see a label. You know, the, and the, when you go to the nail salon, they just have a bottle that's clear. and They write on there, lotion, pee. Uh, 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 vomit, you know, <laughs> alcohol. I need to see where it came from, from the source. I'm reading with the comment because I did stop going to yeah. the Asian nail yeah. salons. But yeah. when you go get your nails done at an Asian nail salon, when they pull out the lotion and when they pull out the alcohol, they don't pull out the alcohol bottle. They don't pull out a lotion bottle. They yeah. pull out a clear bottle that they have written lotion on or they've written alcohol on. This is at every Asian salon. This ain't just here in California. It's everywhere. And, yeah. and, and, and I didn't trust it. I don't know what the hell is in there. You might have COVID in there. And that's not saying that I'm against going to the Asian salon. 
Because nobody does my brows like Lil' Kim in L.A., but they're closed down because of COVID. So, no, I wasn't, I'm not against the Asians. I love Asians, but my money spends everywhere. And if you make me feel uncomfortable or if I feel uncomfortable coming to your place of business, I'm going to take my money to the other place because my money, my money spends everywhere. <laughs> so what should we do, Flame, Lauren? That's the that's the question right now. What what is our charge, and what can we do to be better? We're doing it now. We're talking about it. We're having a conversation, and let's bring other people in to have a, that. That's all we can do is conversate about. It. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, I, I agree. I just think that one, we need to address whatever underlying issues we may have, because that's the only way we're going to move forward. I said I think that a rainbow coalition is needed in this space um, to provide different perspectives. Don't. If if you if you go with that, whatever you do, don't tag Amanda Seals because oh, I love you her. don't talk to her before. No, 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 and that's I love that's Amanda. Not, that's not even a fair comparison because Kevin <laughs> Frazier was absolutely wrong. Ooh, he was absolutely there wrong. Go. He, he was, was backtracking and kissing ass. He was very Van, very Van Jones. He was wrong. He was so wrong. But um, I think a Rainbow Coalition is definitely needed. That's the only way we're going to move forward. And I also think that every time that there's something racially wrong with the world we need to stop saying hey black community what are y'all gonna do that's what i also think has to be addressed as well we are not the savior for y'all because honestly y'all persecute us the most if we're just gonna talk about it we're not y'all savior figure it out yourselves and then maybe we can see how we can help you but i also don't like the fact that it's like oh you know something around racism happens not specifically to us well black community what should we do lauren is a cold piece ain't she y'all i told y'all she a cold piece baby i like it sorry (laughs) Just, just my thoughts. Vesper, come on in the room. Pe- come on in. Hi, Miss Peach. Where's Vesper? Hi, Big Peach. Come on, Hi, Vesper. Amor. Oh, we should have brought and brought a Moya scene to him. I love. Okay, Amoyas. we can do that next. We can get two flamettes for this. Come on in, Vesper. Come on in, Vesper. You better be looking like uh, the killer in two. And what's the movie I love where he stabbed the he stabbed the mom in the shower? Oh, you talking about... Um, but don't Vesper look just like him. Look he at does Vesper. not look like Norman Bates. He Stop looks just like Vesper Norman that. Bates. Oh, get he you a knife. Get you a like knife him. in the shower, Kurt. Let's do it right now. I'll be the mama. Stab me up. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Hey, Vesper. How are Sorry, you? <laughs> hey, Vesper. How are you? I'm all right. Y'all are beautiful. I, I love how your your mind works, Lauren. Because you're... Yeah, I mean, this whole thing about the, this shooting here, my biggest thing is I'm glad that a lot of the mainstream news networks are starting to catch on and not show the shooting. That is the thing that we need to stop doing because a lot of these shootings are copycats. Mm-hmm. So we need to mm-hmm. stop glorifying the shooter and we need to start painting a picture of who the victims were. Mm-hmm. That's that's my only take on this. As long as we can, and I love the fact that y'all did not mention his name once without co- while covering. What is the sheriff? Perfect. What did they do with that sheriff that said the guy was having a bad day? The murderer was having a bad day. Is he on leave, Vesper? He, he, I, I have no idea. Okay. He, he he was taken off of the ca- yeah. He he won't be speaking on the case anymore. He's no longer signed. Okay, okay. great. Yeah. Great. He's not, yeah. So, Vesper, I'd, I'd ask the question. Vesper, I would like you to address the question. What can we do to be better allies? If we understand that there's a problem, do we have a responsibility to be better allies? What can we do? What should we do? What y'all are doing, like Flame said, you know, having the conversation because nobody is going to have the same opinion on anything. But if we have a conversation, we might be able to find some middle ground. And what y'all do, what is the saying of, of this show? I'm not trying to get you to change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> we just want you That's to use it. Yeah. 
and everybody ain't got you one. Straight. So y'all got a damn right. That's lame. <laughs> well, I think everybody has one. Just most people choose not to use them, or they're so stuck in that way of thinking that they don't even realize that they're never using. It. Yeah, I agree mm. with that one. You know, for sure. Because, that's, because that's, thank you. Talk about people that are educated. You know what I'm saying? Like having degrees, you don't have to have a degree to be educated. Everybody has access to Google. If you do your research and you do your due diligence and you don't read just one source, you look at all of the context and everything that's using your mind and that's educating your Vesper, let me ask you a question because you're there in Georgia. What is your what is your local news saying about this, the whole situation with the murder? Because there was a it's clear murder. Are they at least calling it a hate crime? Oh, you don't watch the local news. Yeah, I I mainly watch Democracy Now. They did great coverage. They showed the victims. They didn't show his face. They didn't mention his name. I watched last week tonight, and then I just read articles that that are trending. And that's how I get, I I mean, I, I stay up to date just with that. You know, I don't have to pay attention to CNN. I don't have to pay attention to any of those ma- mainstream news networks. Democracy Now is 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 probably the best that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Nick, at least Nick, from the you know, can, left ones and y'all. Let me ask you, Nick, because you're in the media. I, I, is the media in the South now referring to him or, or referring to this as a hate crime? Well, just so we're clear, they cannot call it a hate crime flame because that's not the charge. Like the media does not have the authority to make up a charge. Make um, sense? Joe Biden have and Kamala Harris officials. called it a hate crime. Right, but he has not been charged. He, he has not been charged with hate crime. The media is not supposed to. The idea is you're supposed to just report the facts. So that that's that's <laughs> oh the idea. That's, that's like flying on spirit. And that's you're where supposed people- to have a comfortable seat. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> No, you, you're supposed to just have space. They didn't say it would be comfortable. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't like that they didn't address that as a hate crime because I'm telling you, had that been one of us, oh. it would have been. But Flame, I think the bar is too high for that. I, I think that's. I think the bar is too high. It, it, it's even tougher than that premeditation. I think that's why they're avoiding uh, labeling it a hate crime. I think, I think if they get the evidence that it was indeed a hate crime, um, uh, I think this is more, some are painting this more as an attack on sex workers and sex work. That's some it's of the conversation too, I've it's heard. It's that in addition to know. the hate crime. Yeah. But Vesper, thank you so much. We appreciate you as always. Thank you, Vesper. Thank yes. you, Vesper. you know what's messed up about the whole situation in Georgia? Because I, if he had a fetish for uh, Asian women, mm-hmm. Asian women generally like white men that are attractive and rich. But I think that's the, also too a part of the persecution that they're talking about. Because like if you think of a movie like a Full Metal Jacket, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's part of the narrative that they're saying in terms of, you know, women of Asian race it's women it's Asian women specifically and how they're hypersexualized and there's these expectations that are put on them that are putting them in this space of persecution well they rejected his ass and so he went crazy that's the case shit that's the same thing Pierce Morgan did with uh, Meghan Markle she rejected him he didn't pull out no damn gun hi Jan I brought you in Jan to bring it on home you are the last one bring it on home because I try so hard um, to to not go into any relationship uh, with prejudgments. But it's hard for me to be a voice of reason on this because I, I want somebody to extend themselves to us without a crisis. I'm tired of being in the, the being the responsible party when society has turned on another group. 
you know, there was a lot of room uh, for us to bridge our relationship without a crisis. And, and Asians, and I'm not bitter, we all have, you know, multicultural friends, had a chance to extend themselves to us. But they thought they could get a pass in the white community because they supplied services that were not directly in competition with white America. Nail salons, mm. uh, half-order uh, half sure fried rice places. So they didn't even do any better. You can go and look at these establishments. And I've worked with com uh, the commercial districts in my city. They don't even want to participate in the awnings program because they can keep maximizing off that target market without doing anything. And so I'm not saying this is where we have to end up, but I'd like for them or someone to extend themselves to us. I am tired of black women being the most disrespected being on this earth. I'm tired of giving. I'm tired of being tired. What he did was nothing less than a hate crime, but we've powder puffed it up because we're still protecting the group who's attacking all of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Woo! Say it for the people in the back. Woo! Yeah. Go so ahead. Now we can gnaw on that, but those are my thoughts. And, and it's just, it's hard. You know what I mean? Um, to, to live this long and keep turning the other chin. I am not my ancestor. Ah. So, you know, so now we can bounce that around. I, I don't mean to be bitter. No, that's uh, not bitter. Not that's honest. Let's, let's not even go yeah. there either, TTJ, because that's not bitterness. That's just honesty. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have a right to feel the okay. way that you feel. You do. Oh. And everybody in the comments so agrees no. with you too. So go ahead. Okay. Tell me how to get out so we can continue talking. Well, wait a minute. I got a question okay. to ask. So do this mean that I got to take down no. my 70s Bruce Lee posters? Because I was in love with Bruce Lee in the 70s. No, no, no. 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 no I, I don't think so. But I think there has always been a smug coexistence with the black community and the Asian community. But, Jane, you uh, know where that, come, where that stems from? So many of of our Caucasian brothers and sisters that were in power, that were prejudiced, they weren't our brothers and sisters. Let me take that back. So many, so many racist what? white folks that was in power have made right. everyone think that they were better than black and brown. Everyone right. thinks that they were, I can't even say brown because Asians are considered brown, yellow, but they all think that they're better than, well, they are, they are. Asians, no, 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 no. Asians are the model minority. Thank you, because let's, the, that's the, let's that's take that, that that's part of that thing. construct too, and that's why I sent y'all, that's why I sent you and right. Nick that video that my friend did, because that was part of the racist construct of why black people, right. why can't you guys prosper as a minority, because there's these Asians over here, they're smart, they get high, good, um, high grades they in, come with nothing. Right, they, they, they work, work their way to the top they and they nothing. don't create violence yeah. they're the model citizen why can't you guys do what the asian community right. does so they are these racist white folks america they are part of this construct of some of the yes. tension that we have between the two of us as communities however tt jan said it right on the money that's also part of it too 
There's, okay. That's yeah, why I said. That's why I said. There's levels to this. Yeah. Like, if we're gonna really yeah. do something, we're gonna have to address a lot of the subliminal issues and tensions that we have as two different right. communities in order for us to move forward. But at the end of the day, I agree with TT Jan. Stop looking to yeah. us to fix everything when it comes to white supremacy. Yeah. Because honestly, y'all created white supremacy. Why do we right. have to fix it? Right. And we're all still fighting white supremacy. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't get a pass. You know what I mean? In spite of what you thought, That's right. You That's knew right. You were on borrowed time. Thank you, Lauren and Jane. That was right. You didn't directly, you know, com- be in competition with any of the other, you know, cash loan places or whatever is trying to say that they're serving our community. And, and it, because just since the pandemic, I mean, we've seen so many Asian people, you know, throw out the N-word. What are you doing here? Get away. I mean, young folks catching this on camera. But I bet they ain't saying that now. You know, um, and again, um, I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, this is what they get. It has to stop, you know, but quit trying to get in bed with these white supremacists. Mm. There, there's no room for you. There, it's not going to happen. You can ask Tiger. They flipped on him. He, you know, the black community. Well, that was his fault because remember he didn't identify as black, so he flipped on, and right. now he's trying to come back, kind of like Stacey but Dash. That's what I'm saying, Blaine. Mm, that's exactly what I'm saying. He made up this long word to get around what didn't what didn't want him in the first hmm. place. Hmm. Be be proud of who you are. Make people demand. You demand that people respect mm-hmm. you, whether you're going into these establishments or not. Make sure that they're speaking to you. Look at them in their eyes. Make them look at you in your eyes. You know, it. It be, be fill yourself up with self confidence. You know, that's with anybody. You don't go in with your head hung down. I don't care if you buying Remy hair or not. You go into their establishment and you make them earn your money. So, mm. We love you, Jane. You always come Thank with you. the heat, TT Jane. Said, close it out for yeah. us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jane. Okay, Have a great day, guys. y'all. Make sure y'all follow TT Jane at Waits Williams because TT Jane always got the info. Yes. Thank you, uh, Nick. I, I, I will go ahead and close us out here. I'll just say this, guys. I, well, you what know, are your thoughts um, on the issue, I, I Nick? Think, You've been kind of quiet. And that's that's hot. I'm, I'm that's torn. very unusual. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn about this. Well, it's just I think that there have been a lot of conversations around it, and I think it's a it's a tough situation. You know, I lived in California for too many years. I I you know you can't live in California, specifically Northern California, and not uh, be immersed in a heavily Asian community, and not recognize how much I found uh, my Asian neighbors and friends who also contributed. I'm bothered by anyone who feels attacked. And uh, I just feel like um, I, I do wish I do wish we could there was some way to do more to uh, recognize that I think the real problem is like Lauren touched on earlier. I believe it to be systemic racism, and I think that the the skill in which those groups move is they seek to divide and pit us against each other. I don't believe my Asian brother or sister is my enemy, and I I I hate that even trying to have the conversation of ally or stewardship causes division within my own community. That my, my community makes it uncomfortable to have that, and I don't know what to say or do. And that, that's where it becomes a challenge for me because um, I'm not ready to, I'm not ready, I'm not comfortable hating 
or disliking someone or, or not wanting to stand with them because they aren't black and bald. And, that, and that, that's just me. And so I do believe my Asian brothers and sisters deserve my support more than peripheral, me just having a conversation. I want to know how I can do more to, to, to let people know that I do see them having value and that, yeah, there's some bad apples in every group, but I'm not comfortable it's sure the hell is. just uh, dismissing It's them. surely some bad apples in every yeah. group. But let me tell y'all something. Y'all better leave them Yangs alone. Because have you ever seen the thing with the whole of uh, those Asian gangs? Those Asian gangs are treacherous. Have you ever seen the special with the Asian gangs? The Asian <laughs> gangs will cut your head off and mail it to your mama. No, no. you, you and I, I know y'all think I'm joking right now. But they, uh, the Asian gangs are terrible. Niggas, I can't say that I stand with all my Asians, brothers and sisters. I stand with the Asian community as a whole. But just like it's fucked up Asian people, it's fucked up black people, it's fucked up white people. And I'm talking about in business establishments. I go to the beauty supply, which are mostly owned by Asians here where I live in Southern California. I still go there to get my mascara sometimes or a lip gloss or a wig or what have you. But... If I'm not treated fairly or talked to in a respectful way, I take my money and I roll the fuck up out because my money, my money spends everywhere. And what Jan just said is what I always say. I don't walk in your place of business or into your room and demand your respect. I command your respect. You will treat me the way I treat myself or you will get the wrath of this tongue. And if you think you got a gun behind that counter, I got my purse. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with yeah. you for sure, Flame. I think that... We have to understand the power of the dollar that we have in exactly. terms of, you know. And we, is, black women, black women spend so much money at Asian beauty supplies, Asian-owned beauty supplies for hair care products and so many other things. If we, if and we're not against you guys, we stand with them, but it's just like what you all, so what Lauren, y'all brought that to my opinion. They don't stand with us, but that don't make it right or wrong. I'm sure there are some that do. Yeah, and I'm not, I don't want to generalize this right. either in terms of what T.T. Jan and I said, because we are definitely on the same page. My thing is this, I want the media to call a spade a spade. I'm going to just run down the list. I want the media to call a spade a spade and say, stop white terrorism, because that's what's happening. I think that as a whole, we need to address the subliminal issues that are between the Asian and the black community if they expect us to help. I think what we can do is create a rainbow coalition because that's the only way different perspectives are going to actually execute any type of change. But we cannot turn a blind eye to the fact that there are a lot of instances in this country where the Asian community has not been the ally to us that they're now expecting us to be to them. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to say. And that's why I brought up um, Latasha Harlins and what happened because that Korean store owner who shot her in the head did not go to jail. He did not get arrested for murder. Even was though it that he girl, or she? A woman. It was a woman. I'm sorry. Thank you, Kendall. Um, it was a woman. She did not get arrested. She did not go to jail. Nothing happened. So there's instances that we also need to address before we just say, oh, we're here to just do what we need to do. Because like I said, we're always the expected race to step in and help when white supremacy is an issue. I'm not saying, like we've all said, nobody, I'm not saying everybody's a bad apple. There are always a couple bad apples in whatever community. But we have to be honest about what's happening here, too. Mm -hmm. We can't just turn a blind eye and say, oh, yeah, we're here to support. We're here to support. We can't do that either. So that's all I'll say. Well, what, what a world we live in, y'all. What a world we live in right now. Thank God that we have such smart people like Nick Smith and Lauren Hogan to just keep us and, and, and all you flame us to keep us informed. I'm not here to be smart. I'm just here to be pretty and talk shit. Uh, <laughs> Nick. Want to remind everyone, thank you for listening at home or on the And phone. we want to remind everyone like that the new format say, will be. What's the new format, Nick? Tell us.
The new format is we will drop new episodes of Laugh and Learn every midnight, Wednesday midnight. For the on audio. The podcast. The podcast for audio. But our video audio. components yeah. will be dropped now on Friday nights at midnight. midnight yeah. So we're going to do something different yeah. to try to get our numbers up and just try to get more people to come in to see us and hear us and to see you flamettes that we bring in because we appreciate you. The show wouldn't be nothing without you guys. So thank you all so much for chiming in, weighing in. No opinion is not warranted here unless you get on my nerves and then I'll block your ass. But every, outside of that, everything is wonderful. <laughs> and remember to rate and review the show. It helps others to find the show because like Flame and Lauren and I have said a thousand times before, we are not trying to get anybody to change your mind. We are simply just trying to get you guys to use your mind. And, and we appreciate you all. And in order to use your mind, you have to have one. I heard what Vespa said. Everybody has one, but that's not true. <laughs> everybody ain't got no damn ass. Some of y'all dumb as hell. Some of y'all voted for Trump two times and then didn't even get a stimulus check. You should feel real <laughs> stupid right now. I just said what I had to say. Damn Baby! Thank you so much for joining us here at Laugh and Learn. Thank you to our producer, Kendall. I mean, to our producer, Tribble, and to our camera guy, Kendall. Thank you guys for chiming me in. I'm going I ain't gonna say nothing else. I'm just gonna sit back. Laugh and Learn is a production of the Black Effect Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. The show is produced by Tribble. Our theme music is by Chrissy Payne. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.